Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create your own MFR business, how to have one, and what to do to get started. Each week, we will discuss practical ways to create a business that keeps you from under-earning and burning out. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Over 10 years ago, I decided to change my massage practice to MFR only. I became fully booked and have enjoyed years of success helping people to get out of pain and return to active lifestyles. I'm here to help you do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've never had a business before. Let's go. Hey everyone, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that I recently opened my group coaching program and I'm so excited. Here's the details. We're going to start October 7th. It's going to consist of weekly group coaching calls at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. And we're going to have a private Facebook group where I'm going to offer you weekly lessons that you can consume at your leisure. And then any questions you have about those teachings, you can then bring to our live coaching call and get in the hot seat and get coached. This group will help you create your plan and foundation for your business to earn more money, serve more clients, and work less hours. You will learn your way of talking to clients and patients and friends and family about what it is you do so they will understand exactly how MFR can help them too. You will gain the confidence in your selling powers because you will create unstoppable belief in your offer to help people. Once that is secure, selling MFR is never a problem again. You become a selling machine at any price point. I'm so excited to offer this group program to you. Go to my website, www.themfrcoach.com and select the group coaching link to get registered. I will see you there. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. I am your host, Heather Hamel. And today let's talk about stress. Stress is one of those things that we work with all the time. Likely our patients are stressed out from their pain or their lives or both. And we're stressed out by all the things too. Our businesses, our clients, our families, our own pain, our schedules, all the things. I want to talk to you about how you experience stress, what your thoughts are about stress and offer that it doesn't have to be the worst thing in your life. And if it is, how to know when to decide to make changes. I teach this concept in my coaching program that I learned from my mentor, Brooke Castillo, about life being 50-50. The concept goes something like this. No matter what happens, half of the time in your life is absolute amazingness. It's like the highest of high and the best of the best. And the other 50%, no matter how much money you make or how many people like you or how much you like your job, is kind of like shit soup. It's miserable. And we might feel like we spend more and more time in that soup than we do out of the soup. But if you really add it up, everything that goes on, it really does turn out to be 50-50. The sun sets, the sun rises. It's warm, it's cold, it rains, it's dry. All of that stuff, right? It's like this on purpose. We are humans. And in order to enjoy those things, to enjoy that sunset, we need the sun to rise the next day. In order to have grief in our lives, we have to have loved at some point. When you understand this concept, I think it makes it easier to cope with the 50% spent in the soup. 
that isn't such a fantastic feeling, but it's necessary and expected and part of being a human being. One of my big humaning things is I used to love to worry. And if I'm being 100% honest with you, I still worry quite a bit. But now through coaching and through MFR work, I'm super on to myself. I used to think that if I worried enough, I could prevent bad things from happening. Only it turns out it never matters how much I worry about something going wrong. Most of the time, things go right. And when they don't, well, stuff happens, even to me. Worrying just adds on to the stressful layers that are already there, and it adds stress into situations that aren't even stressful at all. So recently, my kids started back to playing sports at school. And in, I think, the first week of football practice, my oldest son broke his finger. Okay, no big deal. We were able to get him right in to see his pediatrician, have x-rays, and he was thinking he just needed to have it splinted. So no, no problem at all. So we had it splinted. Then we had a second opinion on it and they were really recommending surgery. So my day went kind of like this. Coach all day, help people, have a great day, have fun. I think I even sold coaching to multiple people that day. Get off the phone, get in the car to go to my other son's soccer practice. And while I'm pulling out of the garage, my phone rings and it is the orthopedic hand surgeon on the phone, like the actual hand surgeon. And she goes, Hey, it's such and such. And your son needs to come in for surgery tomorrow. And I was thinking, Oh my, (laughs) oh my, that's quick. And one of my go to thoughts went right then was, I'm not going to have enough time to worry about all the things that can go wrong. And if I need to really worry about this ahead of time to prevent anything from going wrong is really what I was thinking. And we know that's just not how things work. And I had to just kind of chuckle at myself that that was my biggest concern was, wait a minute, I'm not going to have enough time to worry. So we need to postpone this, right? And she was saying, it's either tomorrow or you're going to have to wait two weeks. And at that point, I'm not sure how it's going to turn out because it will have been so long since the initial break. So anyway, he is going to be fine. It's not a big deal. And I did spend some time after that kind of processing through the news of that to go from selling a bunch of coaching and being excited for new clients to oh, tomorrow is not going to be a normal day. Like there's going to be surgery. And one of my favorite people in the world is going to be put under anesthesia, like all all of the things, right? So I spent about an hour selling tickets at the varsity soccer game, not really able to do any sort of math because I was a little bit outside of my body. And I just kind of observed myself going through that. That was my handling of that stressful situation. It was to kind of leave my body a little bit, be observing and not really make it that big of a deal. Now, before I had some skills to cope with this, I would have made that a big problem. Like I probably wouldn't have gone to soccer to sell those tickets. I probably would have had to call all of my friends and let them know how stressed out I was, you know, make it a much bigger deal than it was and get a lot of support and be really dramatic. And I didn't do any of that. I texted the most important people that needed to know, grandparents, aunts and uncles, and let them know what was going on, made the plans for the surgery, and informed my son of the bad news, who really, bless his heart, just wants to go duck hunting this week. And he's not going to be able to because of this. So 
he's devastated. But because I was able to kind of deliver that news in a calm way and not make it a big deal, he was also able to be like accepting of the fact that he's having surgery. It's not like overrunning his life. He's still, you know, able to hang out with his friends and get on with what's going to happen. And yeah, he'll miss some duck hunting, but he's going to be okay. And he's going to really appreciate it when he does get to go, right? That's the other side of that 50-50. So the reason why this is important is, is that a year ago, if this would have happened to me, I would have really not been able to cope with this. I probably would have not even been able to make a decision about whether or not he could have surgery tomorrow or not. I would have needed to plan much, much longer and really, really figure things out. But because I am much more able to manage my emotions and to feel my emotions and not shove them down, like I'm just like, okay with however it is, however they're coming up, this is me. Then I can process through it even quicker and then be on to the next thing that I need to deal with. And if those emotions aren't fully processed and they come back later, then I deal with them then too. So it's not like a one and done and I'm fine. It's just, okay, this is how I'm feeling now. When I'm stressed like this, I sometimes kind of step out of my body and I feel a little bit numb. I feel a little discombobulated. And then I can recognize that that's what's going on. And I can kind of get back in my body and understand that that's totally fine that that just happened and keep keep going and love myself through it. I've been talking to a lot of therapists lately who are really stressed out. They're stressed because they're too busy. They're stressed because they're not busy enough. They're stressed because they're not making enough money. They're stressed because their clients aren't coming when they say they're going to come. All of the different ways we can become stressed as MFR business owners. Some people are looking into being contractors and they're nervous about their contracts and they're unable to make decisions quickly because they're worried that they could make a wrong decision, right? Because they're stressed about it. When you know how you behave in a stressful situation and you know what is stressful for you and you really intimately know how your brain works in these situations, you are able to coach yourself through them so that you get to the decision that you're trying to make even quicker. And I think that that is a superpower. If that's one thing I've learned through becoming a life coach is how many decisions you need to be able to make in a day. And the quicker you can do it and the less time you have to spend thinking about things, the easier it is to just keep going forward. It's also less stressful because things just aren't as big of a deal and aren't so dramatic all of the time because you're not sitting there adding that layer of worry on top of the decision that you're making. Like, can this decision be right? Can it be wrong? So I have to say, I'm super proud of myself for how far I've come with especially my tendency to worry. And I love it. I used to worry every time my kids left the house and I used to worry every time my husband left to get groceries. It was just all of this needless worry that I really thought was keeping people safe. And it really was like keeping me miserable. And it was stressful and just not fun, not a fun place to be. And I don't think I'm very fun to be around when I'm in a worry cycle. So when you find yourself super stressed out and tending towards this worried feeling, There's places where you can really work on this. You can kind of clean up your 
worry around the things, which is like just shifting your thoughts, shifting your thoughts to there isn't anything wrong here. Or if there is something wrong, like what exactly am I afraid of that's going to happen? And sometimes it's helpful to really go there, go to the worst case scenario. You know, worst case scenario would be my son gets really sick from anesthesia, or there's like a major complication and he loses his finger, or he could die from the surgery. So, going to the worst case scenario and processing through, and even allowing yourself to feel what that grief would feel like if that were to happen, is sometimes a good tool to use. Now, in this situation, I don't feel like I need to go all the way there. I'm really not afraid of him dying. I trust that everything is going to be okay for his surgery. And I I do trust that it's the right decision to make. And I know that post-surgically, post-operatively, that I'm going to be able to help him best with myofascial release. And he's going to have the best outcome possible simply because I can have the wherewithal to know how to treat him as he recovers from that surgery. The other thing is, is when you give yourself space to figure things out without the added stress of I need to do this now, or there's like issues are pressing, like why are they pressing? And why is it so hard for you to make the decision or to come up with what you want to do? I like to ask myself that. A lot of times is it just comes back to thinking that you can be wrong about something and you're going to get it wrong. So it's just better to think about this and think about all the ways that you need to look into to prevent it from going wrong. So which thoughts do you want to give the microphone to? Which thoughts, which beliefs? Can you give yourself space to figure it out on your own? And can you believe that you have all the information to figure it out on your own or the wherewithal to know where to ask questions to get things figured out? And when you are really stressed out and you're kind of like at your wit's end where you're triggered by everything that's going on, you know, one tiny, tiny thing is going to send you over the edge. That's when you know it's too much. But what if you could catch yourself before you get to that tipping point where you take such good care of yourself emotionally, mentally, physically, that you don't really allow yourself to get tipped over too many times. What would your life be like in that situation? That's kind of like what I'm experiencing now. Yes, I still get stressed out. Yes, I still yell at my kids sometimes. Yes, I still snap at my husband. Yes, I still sometimes think people should do something different than they do, but I'm not always expecting things to go my way. And I'm not always thinking things have to go my way in order for me to feel a certain way. It's like taking radical self-responsibility for the way you feel, which is pretty amazing. When I'm not dependent on someone else's behavior to feel a certain way, then I get to choose already like how I'm going to feel or how I'm going to show up to a situation. That decreases my stress especially when I know I'm going into an environment that typically would trigger stress for me. Maybe it's a certain client that just something about them ruffles my feathers, or maybe it's going to someone else's house where you don't really particularly love the people you're visiting, but you know you're going to be in that situation. And just deciding ahead of time how I want to think or feel about it and how I think and feel about myself ahead of time. Sometimes when we're not feeling good and we don't take the time to really acknowledge that, acknowledge that we're stressed out, acknowledge that we're tired, acknowledge that we've done too much, acknowledge that we need a break, our body is like giving us all these signs in the way of stress, right? Like maybe your anxiety is up. Maybe you 
are extra tired. Maybe you're extra grouchy. Instead of just reacting to those feelings, what if you just gave yourself the space to feel anxious or the space to feel annoyed, the space to feel why you're stressed? Stress is really just an indicator that you're, you know, you're getting closer and closer to that tipping point of either having a physical illness or a mental illness, or you're going to yell at your kids when you wouldn't want to, those kinds of things. And I know I tend towards that when I feel more like out of control of my environment and then that need to check in and be in control of it and have things go my way, like I said earlier, can sometimes be triggering. But when I'm super aware that that's what's happening, I am able to kind of let go, like drop the reins and drop the rope and not get dragged by it so far. right? I still probably get dragged a little bit because I am a human and I do human things. I have a human brain. And sometimes I don't want to take responsibility for how I feel. I want it to be someone else's fault. So I think it's great if you can check in with yourself, really stop and ask yourself, am I stressed? And where am I stressed? If I could have the perfect, I could like wave a magic wand what would I take off my schedule? What would I take off my plate? What would I add on to it? Who would I ask for help? Where would I look for directions on how to make this easier? And those are some of the questions you should be asking so that you can make your business even better. If every day you wake up and you're already stressed out or you are fully booked and that is stressing you out or you're not fully booked and that's stressing you out, it's time to get some help. Get organized, figure out your stress triggers, figure out what would feel fun and easy. Can you put that lens over what you're doing now and be like, how can I bring more fun and more ease into this? Because that's more fun, right? More fun is just more fun. Not how can I make this worse for myself? Sometimes we think, oh, well, I'll just raise my price, but I don't want to lose anyone. And that's stressful. Because you're thinking if you raise your price, then your clients will leave. But that's not necessarily the truth at all. It's like just one option of what could happen. So you really have to investigate everything and go fully into the thing you're most worried about or most stressed over to see how you would even react if that happens. Or is it even possible? Or is it even true? Most of the time we're stressed out about things that aren't even really true. We just think they are and we've thought them enough that it becomes like a truth when it's not just a thought or an idea about something that's going on. So it's always going to be up to you to take the best care of you. It's always going to be up to you to decide when enough is enough. It's always going to be up to you to decide what decisions to do in your business. What is right for you? What feels best for you? And if you want help coming up with clarity in your business, organization in your business, starting from scratch, starting in the middle, starting when you're three quarters in, wherever you are, that is where I come in and where I can help you as the MFR coach. If you haven't read my book, get a copy of my book on Amazon or order it from my website. It's very cheap to get and easy read. You could get a lot of your questions answered in that book. Keep listening to this podcast. I'm always going to be coming out with more and more ideas of how to help you just by listening to the podcast. And if you want even more and you want to fast track your way to feeling better, loving your business and creating what you want your business to be, then book a what is possible call with me today. 
and let's get coaching. In that call, I will listen to everything you have going on, listen to your stresses, and I will basically paint you a picture of what it would be like if we work together and how we can get you to your goal together. Okay. So go to my website, bmfrcoach.com to book that appointment. It's a free session and I would love to meet you. I hope you will look into your stress after listening to this episode and see what you can do about it right now to make your stress less dramatic and start taking care of yourself in any way that you can. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next week on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on the MFR Coaches Podcast. Check out my book, The MFR Coaches Guide to Having Your Own Myofascial Release Business. Autographed copies are available at my website, www.themfrcoach.com. Kindle version and print also available on Amazon. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The MFR Coach for more info on today's topic. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.